Thank you, Pastor. It's a real privilege to be here in the 33rd state. Right, Eli? 33rd state. And it's our first time. This is our first time in Oregon. We lived in Northern California, never got to Oregon. We've been in all the states many, many times, 36 nations. First time in Oregon. It's beautiful. Yeah. It, flying into Medford was beautiful. The people here are beautiful. Your pastor and his wife are absolutely incredible. We, we've been in hundreds, thousands of churches. And I was telling the pastor, when we walk into a place, we can pick up the pulse really fast. And this church has, has uh, the leadership, and you folks have created an incredible atmosphere to host the Holy Spirit and to allow the freedom and the move of the Holy Spirit so that when people come in, they can have an encounter with God. That's important. Amen? So we want to thank you for allowing us to come here and be a part of what God's doing in this region. Now, God's been speaking to us a little bit about some things that we've been seeing, and we believe it's happening here. So my wife's just going to share here for a second on um, the scripture that, that God gave her on this. So go ahead. All right, so John and I, um, about three years ago, moved into a new house, and you know how they kind of make it look nice, and they plant flowers out in the front. Well, they did, but they were annual, so you know what that means. That doesn't come back. They don't come back the next year. But the next spring, some of them did. Some of them came up through the ground. Some of them actually came up through the cracks in the front sidewalk. Is that awesome? Because you know what? In the kingdom, things aren't always the way they should be what we think they should be. And it made me think of a scripture in Mark 4, uh, verse 26 through whatever. And he also said, <clears throat> this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground, night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, we know that's not true. The soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, and then the full kernel in the head. And, you know, we've been hearing a lot about words of prophecy that have been said over your area, prayers that have been prayed years and years ago, and a sweet dear friend told me there's no shelf life on prayer. I learned that while I've been here. Isn't that awesome? So prayers that were prayed years ago that seemed like maybe they died with the people when they died, in the kingdom, that's not true. They can come back. They may have looked like annuals, but with God, all things are possible. And thank you for my M&Ms. You made me a happy girl. Amen. Amen. She, she may look sweet and innocent, but you get her around sweets, she's dangerous. <laughs> if we're out in a restaurant and I'm talking with, with, with a uh, gentleman there and there's like a piece of dessert we're going to split, if I don't get a bite, I don't get it because it's gone by the time I, I go to look over and it's like it's gone. So anyway, so don't let that innocent look fool you sometimes. <coughs> well, we've been having a, a great time here. This morning I want to speak to you about thresholds, and then a little bit later we're going to hand out um, – Maybe we can get a couple of people to grab one of those. And we want everyone to get at least one of those 
sticky notes because we're going to ask you to write something on the sticky notes on what is your threshold. What do you believe in God for, for your new season, your breakthrough, your healing, your miracle? I saw uh, a gentleman come in here with a boot on. Either he broke his ankle or sprained it or something, and others coming in with walkers and canes and stuff. Um, today could be your miracle. It could be your breakthrough. We were in Lubbock, Texas last year, and a guy came in with a boot on, and he had, had a bad sprain. He was in severe pain. And I just went over to talk to him and asked him what was going on. I said, are you a believer? And he said, yes. And his daughter sitting beside him said, no, he isn't. So he got called out right there. He, I mean, he was, and he was like, uh, I guess I'm lying, you know. And so then I started talking to him about his ankle. And I said, do you believe God can heal you? Uh, I don't know. He was a real skeptic. <clears throat> so one thing led to another, and he ended up wanting to believe he could get healed. So he stood up. He began to walk, and then I said to him, now it's up to you what you want to do with this cast on your foot. I don't tell people to stop taking medicine. I don't tell them to pull cast off or anything like that. I let them do it on their own. He decided he's going to sit down and pull the cast off. He starts walking. Then he starts running. He's totally healed. He receives Christ into his life. And so I believe today when we're done, that you're going to have an opportunity to believe and take a step of faith. Like last night, I preached on the woman with the issue of blood. She reached out, placed a demand on the anointing, and what happened was Jesus said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you whole. So it's going to take a step of faith today to receive whatever it is that you're believing God for. And a lot of it's going to be coming into your new season. It's going to be coming into a breakthrough. We're going to give you an opportunity to literally step across a threshold. Right here. And this is compliments of Walking Tall Ministries. Put this together. So we're going we're gonna to take those things you're writing on, this, on the sticky notes, and we're going to have you come down and stick it on the backside of this board. Because in the Old Testament, it was talking about how many times when, when they crossed a threshold, they would take and bury the sacrifices under the threshold, and then they would, be put, would put keepers of the threshold, which would be priests, to guard the threshold because of the sacrifices that were made uh, as people would enter in and cross over. Many times they would build a house of worship. They would build a house over the threshold as well. So this is a very, very important, very symbolic, and it's going to take an incredible step of faith as you cross over this. So before you write those things down, just put the paper in your hand, and then you can, yeah, go ahead and pass them out, and I'm going to start talking a little bit about the threshold and what's going on. I, I can't get into a lot of scripture today, but look, just go and research thresholds, research keepers of the threshold, and you'll find all kinds of stuff through Nehemiah and other places where they cross the thresholds. I'm going to get into some definition. I'm going to get into some application on this, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to describe things that many of you are going through right now, and and to understand what you're going through and understand the importance of, of not staying at that place for a long time, but it's time to make a decision. 
Let me just share this with you. If you know that you know that God said something to you and asked you to do something, and you know it's from the throne room of God, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to take it to the table of reasoning and try to reason it out and, f- and see how, or, you know, uh, when or, or whatever, but or should I or shouldn't I? Or are you going to look at all the circumstances around you and say, Lord, you're asking me to do one thing, but the circumstances in front of me are showing me something totally opposite. Folks, I'm telling you something. When you get to a threshold, it's a faith thing. You can't reason. You cannot allow circumstances. You cannot allow what you're seeing with your physical eyes, what you're hearing with your physical ears. This is where you need to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. You need to know His voice. I've told people many times, if I'm mowing the lawn, or if Nancy's doing the dishes, or if I'm doing the dishes, I'm not a male chauvinist, if I'm doing the dishes or whatever, and the Lord says, you need to stop, I'm going to stop. I'm going to shut the mower down. I'm going to stop, and I'm not going to say, oh, let me finish this first. We got to get away from that. If we truly want to walk in obedience, we need to position ourselves to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, and be willing to be obedient. We are supernatural beings in a natural body. We're on this earth to demonstrate the kingdom of God, and the way we do that is by hearing his voice, knowing his voice, and saying, yes, Lord, I will walk in obedience whether, it, whether the circumstances are dictating something different or whatever it might be. How many of you have ever done something contrary to what you're seeing in front of you, and you know that this is contrary to what I'm seeing, it's contrary to all reasoning, but I know it's God, you took the step of faith, and it worked out. How many of you, look at all the hands, how many of you wish you had done that sometimes and you didn't and you missed it, how many, look, same amount of hands or more, so we've got to be obedient, so today I believe this is a divine appointment, I believe we are here, all the other things, the preaching on redigging the wells and tapping into your well and engaging the kingdom of God last night, activating your faith, I think that's all recorded somewhere where you can uh, uh, listen to that later, but all of that led up to today for you to be able to get a hold of something and believe it, especially those of you that have been standing, I believe that probably, I would say, I would dare say 100% of you, somehow, some way, you are standing in the doorway, you are standing here in the doorway at the threshold, the threshold is that board that's in the doorway where you're going from one room to the next. This is where God wants us all the time. He wants us going from faith to faith, glory to glory, and and, and increasing in knowledge, increasing in revelation, increasing in spiritual authority, and always walking in increase and and, and maturity and growing and having transformation in our lives and growing our businesses and our family and our relationships and all of that. How does that all happen? It's going from one room to the next room, to the next room, from glory to glory, from faith to faith. And as we see this, we're seeing miracles, we're seeing transformation, we're walking in greater revelation and and greater strategies and those things. So 
today, I believe some of you have been standing there. You've been waiting for your healing. You've been waiting for your miracle. You've been waiting for your breakthrough. You've been, you've been waiting. You know that God's about to take you into a whole new season. You sense it in the air. You smell it. You feel it. You, 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 you're hearing others talk about it, and you know that it is your time. It is your season, but you have to make a decision. And there's a couple of things that are involved in that decision for you to really step in to this spiritual realm where God's wanting to take you. And yeah, a lot of it involves you, but a lot of it involves what God wants to do on this earth right now. This earth is groaning. This earth is in bad shape. Our country's in bad shape. There's corruption. There's all kinds of junk happening in, in, in our nation and in the nations around us. So part of crossing the threshold is to be able to take what God's going to put in our hands and bring it back out into our communities and release it, step into our assignment and what God has for us in, these in our communities, in our sphere of influence. Everywhere we go, we, we, we are called to be salt and light. We are called to bring something fresh from the throne room of heaven. And you can't bring something fresh if you're not tapping into it, if you don't open the oven. Amen? So when we look at these thresholds, when we're standing at a threshold, folks, I, I, we, we know this. We've been doing this for over 40 years. And, and I, I pastored for, for 25 years. Pastoring is brutal. <laughs> Where's the pastor? He knows that. Some days it's, brut it's brutal. It is. People, that's how you lost your arm. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Right. There's not many pastors that will say, I'll give an arm and a leg to pastor. Right? But other days, it's beautiful. But you never know what you're going to come up against. But there's many times this pastor and his wife, the leadership of this church, they have come to a threshold. And they know if we don't make these decisions, if we're not willing to pay the price, if we're not willing to let go of what we've been hanging on to so that we have open hands to receive what God wants to put in our hands when we step through, then we're going to miss it. Because, yeah, we'll step through, but we're still hanging on to stuff. And he's wanting to put new stuff. He's wanting to give you a new assignment, but he can't put it in your hands if you're not willing to let go. So, so what's, what's happening here at this? There's tension. Yeah, absolutely. There's tension. There's stress. It's overwhelming when you're standing in that doorway, at that threshold. But most people fail to execute. They fail to make the decision to step through. There's so many opportunities to start a business, so many opportunities to start a ministry, so many opportunities to minister to that person in the workplace. And you've stepped all the way up to the doorway, but you're afraid to go over and take a plate of cookies to your neighbor. Because what if they don't want it? What if I'm about what I'm about to say, they reject it? And so what we do is we listen to the lies of the enemy. We listen to intimidation. We listen. We're at the table of reasoning. We're looking at circumstances around us. And we fail to execute. Today, 
I'm going to encourage you to execute. I'm going to encourage you to engage and, and stop standing at the threshold. Stop peeking through. Stop tiptoeing. It's like putting your foot in the water to test the waters. Folks, if you hear the voice of the Lord, if you know, the, the, the scripture says that my sheep know my voice. If you know his voice and he is saying something to you, get ready, get ready, get ready. I've got a new season. I've got something I want to bring you into. Today is the day of breakthrough. You're going to get your healing today. You're going to get some, some strategy. You're going to get set free financially. Whatever it is that you've been looking for or needing, but, but God's been saying you've got to take a step of faith. I said it last night. I, I said, you, you know, your breakthrough is not where you're sitting. Your breakthrough is not where you're standing. Your miracle is not where you're standing. It's where you're about to step. You've got to take the step of faith because when you take the step of faith, it releases the anointing. It releases the power and the authority to see this thing come to pass. Amen? <clears throat> That's why we go from faith to faith, from glory to glory. So there's all kinds of tension. Let me, let me give you... A scripture here. Now, this is a little bit rough. Ezekiel 9 and 10. But in Ezekiel chapter 9, verse 1 through 3. Ezekiel chapter 9, 1 through 3. It says, He cried also in my ears with a loud voice, saying, Cause them that have charge over the city, speaking of Jerusalem, charge them that have charge over the city to draw near. So there's an invitation here. We're being called to draw near. So, so to, to, to draw near, even every man with destroying weapons in his hands. This is signifying, folks, this is a battle. This stuff is not easy. We're called to be warriors. It's a battle. I had a word. I had a, 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 a pastor send me a word and said, look, you're going into Grant's Pass. I see angels. I see a lot of angelic activity going on, and I see angels, and I, I see them warring. I see them, them um, uh, uh, taking care of situations in that area. He said, I even see two warrior angels sitting on horses. One has a blue sash, and one has a golden sash, and they have weapons, and they're taking care of some situations so that God can accomplish what he wants to go happen. Uh, I got that word. From Michigan, a pastor sent it to me from Michigan and said he was praying and he saw the words grants pass and then he saw all this angelic activity happening. See, the angels will go before us. They will. And, and so, so here's what's going on. So the scripture goes on and says, Behold, six men came from the way of the higher. Sometimes God will call us down into places to come in. So th they had this, this invitation. So they came down. They came from the way of the higher gate, which lieth towards the north. And every man, listen to this, they had slaughter weapons. It doesn't get any more um, brutal than that, you know. Slaughter weapon. What are you going to use slaughter weapons for? To slaughter. Yes, yeah, pretty obvious. So anyway, so they had they had uh, everyone slaughter weapons in his hand, but one man was clothed with linen and a writer's inkhorn by his side. He was a scribe. He was a writer, and and it and it was by his side. So they went in, and they stood beside the brazen altar, and look what happened. And the glory of God of Israel was gone up from the cherubim, whereupon he was to the threshold, speaking to the threshold of the house. 
And he called the man clothed in linen, which he had the writer's ink horn. And in these verses, we, we see some specifics that, that had to occur. But in verse 1, they had to draw near. Think about that. We've got to draw near to the Lord. This wasn't some casual seeking or some casual attempt, but this was intimate and it was intentional. If we're going to have the breakthrough, if we're going to walk in what God wants us to walk in, we've got to continually walk in that intimate relationship with him. We can't have this casual, uh, you know, uh, I'll give Jesus 20 minutes of my time. No, we need to know what it is to pray without ceasing, being that attitude uh, of we're here, being, being aware of the spirit of Christ in us and knowing life in the spirit, right? It, it, we don't have to be these super, super spiritual people. We just need to be yielded vessels being led by the spirit of God. Amen? You don't have to be a scholar. You just have to be obedient and yield. And so this is what's going on <clears throat> here. So they came armed to do battle. Now, we do battle through, through prayer, through declaring, through decreeing, using spiritual weapons, not carnal weapons, to the pulling down of strongholds, the thoughts, and, and all of that that goes on with the enemies bombarding us with his schemes and his lies and all of that. What, what keeps us mostly from stepping into what God wants us to step into is the lie of the enemy. He's telling us, no, you can't do this. You can't do this. Many of you have heard that over and over. No, you can't do that. That's not possible. Well, it is possible. All things are possible with God. Amen? So the term slaughtering weapon shows the seriousness of this battle and the willingness to do what is required. So they came, they came in there. So, so here's what's happening here. So these guys come in. They've got the slaughter weapons. Jerusalem is in bad shape. It's full of corruption. There's all kinds of horrible, horrible things happening in the city. And so now the Lord is speaking to the scribe because he's preparing these guys with the slaughter weapons. He speaks to the scribe, and he says, look, this is your first assignment. He stepped in across the threshold. When you step across the threshold, God's going to give you an assignment. And then he's going to send you back out across that threshold to fulfill that assignment. So the guy with the ink horn goes in, and he says, I want you to go out, and I want you to write the letter, the last letter of the alphabet, Tav, T-A-V, on the foreheads of all of those people that are walking in truth. Now, the word Tav, it meant truth, perfection, completion, and returning to the purpose of life. That's what it meant. So... This scribe was able to go out and identify those people because they were grieved. He could sense their grieving. He could sense their composure. He could sense this about them, and he wrote the letter Tav on their forehead. Then the guys with the slaughter weapons were sent out after that, and they were told to kill every man, woman, and child that did not have that on their forehead, that were not walking in the truth. And they did. And then after that was done, then the man with the ink horn was called to go back in, and he crossed the threshold. Now, this is what happens next. He goes in, he crosses the threshold, and then the cherubims come and they grab the coals and it doesn't say they put the coals in his hand. 
It says they put the coals in his hands. So he had to lay the acorn down. His assignment was changed. Now he's a messenger. He's a messenger of fire. He was called to take the coals back into the city for cleansing and purging. Folks, we we need to, to see our cities go through a cleansing and a purging. We've got a message. We've got a message of hope, but we also have to have a message of cleansing and purging also. With all the corruption across this nation and what's going on in this world, folks, we have got to be the carriers of some of this fire. We've got to be the carriers of the message that brings cleansing, that brings purging, that brings hope, that brings redemption, that brings all of it. And so often we want to bring the the message of hope, but we don't want to talk about the cleansing and the purging. But I'm telling you something, when you take and you say, okay, Lord, I'm ready to go into a new season, and you step across that threshold, and the Lord said, all right, I'm going to put some awesome things in your hands, but right now, I'm just going to put some coals in your hands. I want to give you an assignment that you may not be comfortable with, but you want to be used of me? You need to be ready to be a warrior. You need to be ready to be used in any way I want to use you, and all you have to do is submit and yield. Many of you know what it is. Already, you know what it is. So this is what's happening. But folks, listen. It, it, it's not easy. There's a, there's a lot of tension. Some of us are at this doorway and we're like, Lord, I want to do this, but I, I, you don't know how hard I work for what I'm carrying right now. And you want me to let that go so I can step into something that I don't even know what's on the other side? I know it's from you. But, but, Lord, you know, this is going to really take a big step of faith. Well, <laughs> isn't, isn't that what we're supposed to do? Well, you show it to me first. You let me know what I'm going to do, and I'll pray into it. No, that's not. You know, when the Lord says something, you got to do it. One, one of the things, and I know this pastor, he's, he's, he's not familiar with this because he's been here all of his life. They probably tried to get rid of him a few times, but he just said, I'm not going. I'm here. I'm here to stay. But look, there, there are pastors that will leave a church. I'm not against this, but they'll go out and they'll look for other churches. The Lord's saying you're all done here. That's good. But if the Lord's saying you're all done, then you're done. But don't go out and, and try to say, okay, I'm done, but... I don't want to quit and not have something down the road, so I'm going to go out and find a place first, secure a place, and then I'll quit. Well, that's faith. I I did that two or three times, but every time I did it, I said, Lord, if you're telling me I'm done, then I'm going to tell the board I'm done, and I'm going to tell them I'm not out trying to find something else ahead of time. And God always took care of us. He always took care of us. And see, when, when we really step out in faith, we've got to step out in faith. But the key is, is this. You're not stepping out on your emotions, your feelings. You're stepping out on the word of the Lord. He said, he told you to do it. But that's not the way everybody else is doing it. That's not how they're building their platforms. That's not how they're doing their things. And I've, I've talked to some folks here in the last few days where people, IT people and all that, they've got, they know everything. And then they try to tell someone that's stepping out in faith, oh, you know, you can't do that. Well, I did already. 
Some of the stuff you're telling me I can't do, it's already running. It's already operating. Probably more sufficient than what you're doing because God gave it. But look, you're at a threshold. You're at a place. I want you to take that piece of paper now. Some of you are just so tired of standing at this door. You know, you know you've got to take a step of faith. You've got to execute. You need to make that decision. You know, some of you, you know what you've got to lay down. And some of you, you just don't know all you're afraid of. If I step out and believe, what if it doesn't happen? Well, what if it does? Why don't we flip that coin? Many times I'm moving in healing and the Lord just says, call out some things. And pastors have said, what if you call out something they don't get healed? I'm like, well, what if they do? You know? And I tell them this. I'm just a hose. It's not up to me whether they get healed or not. So it's not on me. So I'm never afraid if something doesn't happen because it's not about me. If it's not about you, you're not going to worry about what happens and what doesn't happen. You're not going to go blow smoke off your fingers if people start getting healed left and right. But at the same time, you're not going to look like a failure if something didn't happen either. It's just like I'm just being obedient. So take that piece of paper, and you can write two or three things down. I think you ought to write something down when you cross the threshold for your region, for this state, what you've been believing for. And then something personal for your own life. You're coming into a new season. You're getting ready. Some of you are getting ready to make some huge decisions. You prayed into it. You're there. You're at the threshold. Today's the day. Today's the day I'm going to execute. I'm going to step across. I'm coming into my new season. There's a shift. The platelets, the platelets even on the ground underneath you are shifting. But it's time to make the shift. It's time to make the change. It's time to stop just sticking your foot in, trying to test the waters. I'll get through the door a little bit here and see what happens, or I'm going to try to peek in here and see if I... No, it's time to make a full commitment. It's time to make a full commitment. And when we go through this, write, write those things down on a piece of paper. Some of you need a healing. Some of you need a miracle. Some of you need a prodigal son or daughter to come back home. And today you're going to step across that threshold and believe by faith that it's going to happen. Some of you are doing business deals. You need a strategy or you need, a, there's one element of your business deal that's missing. You step across there by faith, God's going to release that to you. You need a miracle in your, in your marriage, a family member, whatever it might be. But today is the day. Nancy and I, we've learned to cross these thresholds. You see, there's a word called SAFA. It's C-A-P-A-H. And it has two connotations. One, the first one is standing in the doorway and waiting. But the second one has the connotation of the devil's there to pull you off. 
to distract you. If you stand in this doorway at this threshold too long, you're going to get pulled off. You're going to get distracted. You're going to lose the fire. But when, when the Holy Spirit speaks something to you and you're standing at the threshold, see, it's easy. Folks, we come to thresholds all the time. That's not the hard, that's not the hard part. The hard part is, are you willing to step across? Are you willing to say, Lord, I don't know all of what's going to be on the other side, but I trust you, Lord, and I know you're compelling me to step across the threshold. So I'm going to write it down. I'm going to put it underneath the threshold like they did with the sacrifices, and then I'm going to walk across and I'm going to step into my new season. I'm going to step into that healing. I'm going to step into that miracle. I believe many of you, even with physical problems, you're going to come up here. You're going to believe in God for your miracle, for your healing. And you're going to step across and you're going to, you're going to be healed instantly. You're going to be able to walk away from whatever it is that's ailing you. Have you got it all written down? Is there anyone still writing? Okay, so I'm going to get out of the way here for a minute. I'm going to take this board. I'm going to flip it upside down, and I'm going to ask you to come and stick it on the board. Go ahead. Go ahead. Try to keep it all completely under the board if, as much as you can. You know, when, when it, at the brazen altar, when they put their sacrifice, if there was any flesh hanging over, it wasn't an acceptable sacrifice, and the fire didn't come down. So make sure your, your little sticky paper, try to keep it from being over the edge of the board. Keep it all inside the board. If it's over the edge, it's, it's going to work anyway, but amen. This is good. Because what you're doing right now is you're taking a step of faith, and in a couple of minutes, you're going to start coming across that threshold. Amen. And walk in expectation. Without expectation, with expectation, there's manifestation. You're going to see some of the signs of stepping across the threshold even before the day's out even in this meeting. Amen. Now, now um, just think about this, Pastor. If all of this happens, all of a sudden, instantly there's critical mass. For miracles, signs, wonders, breakthroughs. I mean, honestly, this, this, this could be a major setup for something to explode in this region. So when you come on the other side of that threshold, expect to hear from the Lord. Because He is going to speak to you. Many of you, He's going to speak to you before you leave this building. You're going to get dreams tonight. You're going to have other people come in and start affirming what you've just done 
and they don't have a clue about what's going on in your life. Even Paula White was preaching on the Shemitah, and she even said this morning that you have to cross the threshold. Robert was telling me that. It's about crossing the threshold. Do you know the Shemitah is at dawn? It's at sundown today. The Shemitah begins. And with the Shemitah, the Rosh Hashanah, with the Shemitah on top of that, the Shemitah is a time of rest for the land. This is a time of rest for us. And, and, and one of the greatest positions to be in when you're receiving from the Lord is at a place of rest, not stress, not emotion, a place of rest. Because when you're at a place of rest, you can let a good shout out. When you're not, you don't feel like shouting. You feel like whining. I, I tried to be a good pastor. I did it for 25 years. But when I first started pastoring, you know, being an apostle or prophet wasn't even on the radar. If it was, you were ostracized and kicked out or whatever. So I was more apostolic than I was pastoral. And I found out later that pastors were good at comforting the afflicted. But then I found out the apostles were good at afflicting the comfortable. And, and that was what I was doing because I always, I always saw assignments on people. I always saw a purpose. I always wanted to help people to step into their purpose. And, and, you know, in order for people to step into their purpose, you have to challenge them to get out of their comfort zone. People used to say, Pastor, I hate change. I hate change. I said, well, I do too in the offering. But anyway... So, but I said, you say you hate change. You say you hate change, but you like new clothes, don't you? You like a new car. You like new furniture. Even if you don't get new furniture, you're rearranging the furniture about every six months because you like change, but you don't like change, spiritual change, transformation, because you got to mature. you got to grow up. I don't want to grow up. I want my M&Ms. I'm just kidding. She has a chapter in the book that we wrote. It's called Guard Your M&Ms. Guard your mind and your mouth. And she, when she preached it, she would hand out these little bags of M&Ms. Everybody done? Okay. So we're going to put this board down. And if I can have somebody move this. Stand out of the way. So... This represents, we'll, we'll get that on there. I'll get somebody to come up here. And, but all of this, look at this. And I'm telling you what, I know there's a major amount of sacrifices. See, that's how the devil works. He wants, he wants to get a couple of these dropped off here so you don't step into your miracle. Don't go too far, brother. <laughs> but... All of these, all of these sacrifices, you guys, you have made incredible sacrifices just to, just to get to this place to make this decision. But today's the, the day to execute. It's time to step through.
You don't have to stand at the doorway anymore. You don't have to have to encounter the tensions and the overwhelmingness and, and all of that, the worry and the fear, what ifs, all of that stuff is going to leave when you step over this threshold. So we're going to put this on the floor over here. Now, we've done this a few times. The Lord gave me this message probably three, four months ago. And we have some people coming across, stomping on the threshold. So however you want to come across this threshold. But I want you to spiritually understand that you're, when you step across, you're coming into a whole new realm. You're stepping in to your new season. The devil's a liar. The what ifs are leaving. And you're going to step into your breakthrough, your healing, your miracle, your new season. So I, what I want to do is this. I'd like to get the pastor and his wife to, to come up here first and then have your leadership come behind you. It's like, should we pray about this first? You see, see that, that he understands that becomes a cop-out. Well, I got to pray about it first. Then the next day, I got to pray about it first. Okay, so your leadership. Come on up in behind here, behind them. Now, here's what I'd like to see. When these leaders step through, what I've done before, which really, at this, with this size of people, it's not good because we wouldn't get out of here until 4 o'clock. Because what you do is you, like, have the pastor and his wife stand here and some of the leaders. You say, okay, just pray for the people. Well, they pray, and then they have a word of God for every one of them. And then those ones have a word of God for other people. And then it's 5 or 6 o'clock in the afternoon. Well, God knows exactly what's going on here. Nobody has to lay hands on you for you to get your miracle, your healing, or any of that. But this is what's going to be awesome. These guys are going to go over here, and they're going to turn around, and they're going to become the great cloud of witnesses cheering you on when you're crossing the threshold. Why am I saying that? Because that happened in one of our meetings, and all of a sudden they turned in, and I thought, this is awesome. So we're going to just do that here. Okay, so everybody else, come, come and line up. E Eli and Caitlin, come on down. E I want you to kind of get in closer behind them. The only reason I'm doing that, because they've got that big 40-footer out there. They're heading out as soon as they came from Denver to come to be in these meetings. Yeah. Actually, um, e Eli and Caitlin, I was going to do something I... Then I decide not to, but I felt in my spirit to do it. Come on up here for just a minute. Pastor, um, select one or two people that you know that are very prophetic, that know nothing about these guys, 
and, and you and your wife also, I would like to have you lay hands on them and have them speak whatever. You trust these guys because we know we, we don't just let anybody lay hands on us, but we trust you. So select two, two people that you know are very prophetic, that know nothing about them, and just pray over them and let them speak a word. And then you and your wife can as well, whatever. Because we're going to, once they cross the threshold, you stay as long as you want. But you also, if you got to go, you got to go. Okay. So, Pastor, I'm going to let this, you guys do this right here. Yeah, let me give you the mic. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. You know, I'm back to the other night when I just shared with you two. I, I just see God raising up champions. You guys are young. You're full of life. And I just see God causing you to shine in ways you never dreamed of. I believe God's going to put you in places you never dreamed you would be there. As you honor him, he honors you. I've never figured out the math behind that, and I don't want to. <laughs> so I just speak to the champion that God is raising up in the two of you. You guys have become one, and together the synergy that the Holy Spirit releases through you is going to continue to just grow in powerful ways. As I looked at you guys, um, and I'm realizing that that's your rig out there? Yeah. Okay, you're going to be driving east sometime soon, I assume, back home. And I just kind of entered into that trip with you guys. You're driving east, and and uh, a friend of mine, Sean Bolts, once had an experience where he was driving. He entered into like a portal, and I saw you guys doing something like that, and I started crying because that's my heart's desire is that the reality of the spiritual realm be present at all times in our lives. And I think God has given you that invitation to enter into that whatever portal you're. you're hopefully, it's not like dangerous when you're driving <laughs> but i see you entering into a portal of the spiritual realm the supernatural realm where you can access it where you can apply the kingdom principles right here on earth and i saw your little one got a remarkable voice by the way going to be a prophet and you get to raise this little prophet and um and just god's going to give you the grace for that wisdom and strategies too and um, I saw the two of you, as you linked together, that you became like a whirlwind. And together, the dynamics between the two of you are going to cause changes in the environment around you. It may seem chaotic, what happens, but God's bringing that chaos so that he can bring new things into places that you touch and places that you go. So I see you just like this whirlwind, just creating change, like you're changing atmospheres, you're changing things in the heavenly realms over regions, um, just that kind of dynamic, and it's, but it's also linked in the, the strength of the two of you together. Thank you, Father. Father, release the fullness of your grace, Eli and Caitlin the fullness of your grace right now. Your grace is that divine empowering presence that, uh, that enables them to do and to be everything that you've called them to. 
And I just pray, Father, as we step over this threshold for them, there's even, uh, I see like a corridor, and they can preview the next threshold from this one. And I just ask, Father, that you give them the faith to continue that walk to that next threshold and bust on through and bust on through. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen. You know, when the brother said that you, you, you go through the threshold, and then as you're coming through the threshold, you get a preview of the next one. This isn't. This is something that I think could, should become a practice. Now, I've min we've ministered to people in South Africa. They've got a board with threshold on the board in their home, and they realize when God's telling them something, they write things down. And we literally, on a Zoom call, had them stick it under the threshold because they're intentional. This is where you become very intentional in your journey with the Lord, and and it's like the brother was saying. We need to be more awareness of walking in the supernatural. That should be normal for us. It shouldn't be a once, you know, once on Sunday or, or we go to some special meetings or something. This is how God wants us to walk. And we're listening and we're bringing change and we're bringing transformation. We're declaring everywhere Jesus went, he declared and he demonstrated or he demonstrated and declared. We need to be out there declaring and demonstrating the kingdom of God. You guys are, are coming into some incredible assignments. You step on the other side, what God's going to put in your hands, the tools, the weapons, and, and, and uh, the gifts that he's placing within you guys to release are absolutely incredible. And like I was telling a pastor, a lot of you are right in this area. You guys all step into this at one time. You could have a critical mass that, that could become a catalyst for a major move of God in this area. It's stuff that the enemy wanted you to just stay at the doorway and never enter into because of all the what ifs, all the reasoning. You don't have to do that anymore. Just take the step of faith like the woman with the Israel blood did and you're going to receive whatever God has for you on the other side. Be willing to let go, but pick up, go out, do your assignment because once your assignment's done, you're going to have another threshold. It's like going from room to room, glory to glory, faith to faith. Amen. Are you ready? Okay. So do we have a sound guy that can put some good upbeat music here? Some victory music. There's victory in the house. You know, there's some, there's, there's some wine crushing, some grape crushing getting ready to go on as these people walk through here. What's that? Yeah, right. That's right. Hey, okay. So, all right. So, Pastor, you're gonna you're gonna cheer on the the the, the group on the other side. All right. So, begin to believe. Now, think about what you've written down there, and however God wants you to step across, you can do that. And if you need to grab a, even a communion on the way, it's right there. It's right there. All right. So, let's do it. Everybody else, get in line behind them. This is better than any buffet you're going to go to.
Amen. Whenever you're ready, Pastor, we got you want to wait for the music? There we go. Wow. Yeah. Woo! You can walk over it. You can stomp on it. Yeah, there you go. But receive it. You got a great cloud of witnesses. Turn it up a little more. <coughs> yeah, turn it up for us old people. There you go. Come on. All right. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> yeah, I receive it in the name of Jesus. Woo. Yeah.
Man, I feel, I feel the Holy Ghost goosebumps right now. This is good. This is good. Let me bring these prophetic people out for just a minute. Come on out here. Just a minute, you too. Okay, you can turn the music down just for a second here. Okay, what, what are you sensing when you stepped across the other side? What do you feel like God is saying? I know you know this, this was a divine thing here today. What are you sensing? I just see openness, clarity, freedom. It's like, it's, it's like a Holy Ghost vacuum that, that once we got, it's like we stuck at the threshold, but all you had to do was step, and then you get sucked into the vastness of who he is. And I think that's the sense that I get with this. And, and what was my reluctance to cross over the threshold? That's no fear. I cast out fear in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Some of us don't understand. I wanted to say this. Some of us, you know, why would I do this silly thing? Well, you know, the Bible is filled with silly things. And people, when they acted upon them, had life-changing experiences. And so a bunch of us here have just had a life-changing experience because we did a silly thing. The, the, uh, the script is written. It, it's tucked under there like the sacrifices. And uh, we've made a choice. But, yeah, there's like a vastness of God on the other side of that threshold. And uh, he's calling us all out there. I believe it. So I... As he was talking about thresholds the whole time, I this this whole church service, I keep seeing that picture of the bride being carried across the threshold by her groom. And I feel like God wants you to know that you're not doing this alone. He's carrying you. And he's going to carry you into your destiny. And he, what he has begun, he will also complete. And you can trust that he is going to do this. Amen. Okay, so these guys probably came the furthest. So what, what are you leaving here with? What did God speak to you guys while you were here? What are you leaving here with? These guys are pyromaniacs for Jesus. I mean... I see this bonanza flame, the ponderosa. You guys are going to, you know, you need to have like flamethrowers on the back of the glory bus, you know. So you're going through town, you go. Um, yes, so I'll just start. So um, when um, I, was, I was writing my journal yesterday, and the Lord just, he said, he goes, I've already done it. Just let it go. And I didn't know we were going to do this whole stuff, and, you know, he's like, just let it go, let it down, trust that my grace is enough to sustain you, um, and we have a prophetic team uh, involved with our business, and we've been praying into this, and one of our prophets just kept saying, I keep hearing sonic boom, sonic boom, and so I started researching that, and, you know, when that, that record was broken, you know, the, the pilot flying that plane, all the gauges started going off, the glass started breaking, and it looked like he was going to die, Right? And he said, but as soon as I crossed that threshold, that limiting uh, line, he goes, everything just went smooth. 
And so I just want to speak that over each and every single one of you, that it might feel like the gauges are breaking and that things are shaking, but the Lord said on the other side, it's smooth, and that's where I'm calling you. So Friday started off with the word focus, and um, for us it's it, and everyone, it's focus on our families and our marriages and our kids, and we rest and God works, and that is as literal as it gets. Um, when we focus on each other and our, and our ch children, um, miraculous things come our way. Uh, so we just take God at his word, walk it out, and um, I, this was an incredible experience. So thank you so much. Yes. Amen. We love these guys. So we're going to, they're, they're going to be leaving, but we want to hug them out. And if some of you want to hug them out on the way out, you go ahead. We love you guys. We'll talk later. Yeah. God bless you. All right. We'll talk later. All right. Thank you. Amen. Amen. I don't know if they've ever had a hug them out on the way out, but they got one now. Pastor, I'm going to turn this over. You know, as we were crossing the threshold, I could not help but think of the lepers who got up and they arose, the word says. It was like as if we were former lepers and we left our old life. We stepped across a threshold into an enemy camp that wasn't there. And in that, we're bringing life back to the city because that's what they did. So, man. Yes, they received all the plunder. That's right. Man, that's exciting. Um, wow. I just, we'll wrap this up. I do want to say I, our leadership team, you guys are amazing. And any one of you can give prophetic words that are over the, over the moon. You guys are so in love with Jesus. And I'm looking forward to seeing what God does as he continues to knit all of our hearts together. So having said that, let's pray. And when we're done, if you wouldn't mind helping pick up some chairs because we have school tomorrow, that would be awesome. So, Father, we just thank you for this amazing moment. Father, we're excited to see a whole new season, God, where we get to walk into all that you've called us to. And we're empowered and everything's there for us. And, Father, again, I love what John said. It's from glory to glory. It's not the end of the trail. Man, there's so much more. And, Father, help us to be faithful and obedient to not only hear you, but to do your word, to be doers of what you told us to do. Give us the courage to do that, Father. And Father, we just thank you in Jesus' name. And we all said, amen.